Hey, are you a new subscriber? Thanks for listening to the show. We'd love it if you would leave a review and stick around for our Ask the Expert with our friends from Insperity. So how I got started in pest control is obvious through my father. My name is Edward J. Sheehan. Joseph P. Sheehan, Colony Pest Management, Brooklyn, New York. So Colony Confidential is about money. I said I want cash. Business. This particular technician is the reason that we have to ask every potential employee, and are you afraid of bugs? Get out of here. family. Of course, my beloved mother told me I hit the bottom of the barrel. They had sent me to a good Catholic education, and now I'm the goddamn rat catcher. And he asked me if I wanted to take the business over, and uh, I didn't Hell. at all. I hated pest control, but probably more so working for the family business. Working with family is the toughest <laughs> thing you'll ever have to do. Or it could be the best. Mid Colony Confidential. This all has to be edited, deleted, and burned. Here's another good question, especially now. We had an employee go away on vacation. When they came back, no symptoms, nothing. But when in the coming days, four coworkers were infected, what kind of protocol should we have in place to avoid this from happening again? Is there something that could be put in place? Uh, it's hard in your industry because you need these people to go and visit your your clients, go out to their businesses and things like that. One of the easiest, if you have an office employee, is to say, you need to stay home for a few days. We'd really recommend you get a test. If you have to have that person in the office or visiting customers, I would reiterate to them how important wearing a mask is. Was there a correlation between the person who came back? Did they end up with COVID? And, or were your employees just saying, oh, now I have COVID that I could have gotten at a restaurant or a bar or a supermarket, but I know that Joe was away. So I, I, it must've been from Joe. Like part of it is managing employees. Remind everybody what you're doing, how you're keeping everyone safe at work. The easiest thing again, if you're able to let them work remote for a while, do that. Otherwise, mask up, stay masked, socially distance, at least for the length of the CDC guidelines. If you're, I think it's, if you're vaccinated, it's seven days now that they're saying socially distance, wear a mask around people. It could be longer. They keep updating it. I'm reading that site every day. Updating and downdating. Today, it's one thing, then is the next thing. Oh, wait a second. Let's go back to the first thing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, and then shots and wash your hands. You got to run a business like that, Sheehan. Every day is a new law. That, yeah. The other piece with all this is the cost, right? You could just mandate a COVID test. Three days after, let them get a COVID test. But just keep in mind, and Laurie, and you could correct me, you probably have to pay for that if you're mandating that as the employer, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're mandating it as a requirement, if you were to say to somebody, Hey, you're traveling. You've been out of work. We need to keep the, everybody safe. You're going to have to take time, more time off and stay out of work. Or you can bring me a test. Err on the side of doing the right thing. If you're going to ask your employee to come back to work and, and they have to get a test, pay for the test. It's really a challenging time. And like you said, every company is changing every week. So it's impossible to stay on top of. It's so frustrating for you guys. Mr. and Mrs. American, all the ships at sea. Ed Sheehan for Colony Confidential. Tonight we have a special guest in Margaret Garcia. We're going to learn a lot of stuff. Pay attention. Joey Sauce, the brains, the boss. We are here with Margaret from Grip PPO. For those of you who remember, we did some customer service podcast with her. So, Margaret, thank you as always. Thanks for having me. 
So first things first, fun. How was Spain? Did I have fun? Yes. Did Ruben have fun? I don't know. He's still complaining that he went all the way home to Spain just to have pizza. <laughs> there were just certain foods that I didn't want to eat. So I think he wants a Spain do-over. I had Domino's and McDonald's in Spain. I could definitely say that. No Kentucky Fried Chicken? No, I didn't see KFC. I found McDonald's and Domino's. That was it. It was great. The Domino's delivery guy came to the door and was like, I've never seen somebody from New York. And Ruben was like, I've never ordered Domino's in Spain. So you had very weak Wi-Fi. I did. Yeah. It forced me to step back. And the nice thing is it allowed my team members to step forward. So that was a, that was definitely yeah, a positive. Yeah. I came back and redelegated everything. So now I'm just sitting back. So again, Margaret is, I guess your specialty is really customer service. Grip PPO is basically like your virtual office. You want to remind people what it is, Margaret, before we start with some questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're an outsourced call center specifically dedicated to the pest control, tree and lawn, wildlife industry. We provide a first call resolution service pretty much by directly functioning within companies' own CRMs. So I always, again, call my team a multilingual. We're fully fluent in functioning independently in pest pack, pest routes, Gorilla Desk, Brio Stack, Evolve. We have a unique way that we work in conjunction with our partners. By that, I like our day-to-day -day interactions with the owners and their team members and our movements within the softwares, our retention efforts, our feedback. So it all comes together really nicely. We perfected it as a craft and it creates a better client experience. And most importantly for the companies, it really strengthens their, their client relationships and the way that we're representing their brand does that. We can't recommend Grid enough. We have a lot of good things about the service. So with that being said, there's a ton of stuff that's gone on, certainly in your neck of the woods. The biggest, one of the biggest call center people recently got bought, which I know is good news for you from what I'm hearing, mm -hmm. about 20 minute wait times and whatnot. But what have you seen with the consolidation on both ends? Because you just mentioned five or six softwares and... There's, but there's really only maybe three or four actual software companies now. So mm -hmm. Pestpack bought a few, right? Pestpack bought Brio. We've gobbled up a lot Real of different green. things. Real green. So what are, what are you seeing with consolidation for the software piece? And then with the PMP piece, is that affecting you? It doesn't really affect us in the, the way that we've been functioning. I think that even prior to all of the, the business mergers and, and acquisitions, I think it's always just been a best fit and where people are better acclimated with their business practices and who they aligned with, whether it was us, the competition and doing things. And there's definitely an influx in interest for us as grit because there's unhappy customers that are unhappy with one and having that fold into the two just has that ripple effect. And so that's been a, a positive for us to have those inquiries. And I think that even for what we're doing in outsourced call centers, it's just changing the game a little bit. And for grit, it's another resource, another alternative now to what for the industry has been only one solution in that area. I would agree with that with the alternative and then the difference, whereas you actually go into the CRM and do notes and everything like that, that piece is a game changer. And I'm sure you hear that some people are against it. We don't want them in our accounts. Yeah, 100%. As far as pest pack, having worked in a pest control company for many years, a lot of the advantages and disadvantages to even a software like pest pack, as great as it is, 
from what I see in this perspective is I can be in 10 different partners, 10 different pest control companies, pest pack, and no two pest packs are the same. And maybe some don't even know that certain features exist or are additions and don't want to pay the extra software features and things like that. But for the way that we function in there, we're occupying a user license. So just like any one of your team members, you would restrict your customer service from seeing certain managerial reports and things like that. That's the way the software is designed to have different templates. So for what we're doing depending on how we're functioning for a specific pest control company, our limitations might be different. Some we have full access because we're there everything and we're doing everything. So like you said, it's just about knowing the software. We help with that a lot of times too. One of the frequent questions that I've gotten is what's one of your most used kind of template for CSR? I'm sure that'd be a huge question because you click one wrong thing and it, it could take you six hours to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. I've been that CSR who meant to reroute tomorrow and reroute it the entire month by accident. And then the only way to reset that in certain CRMs is to reset the date or something crazy like that. Yeah, system date. In the beginning in PestPack, same thing where you change the technician, you think you're changing it for the day, but then you forget to unclick service setups and you're like, oops, what happened to all this work? (laughs) Where did it go? Yep, absolutely. I don't know how much you can speak to this, but are you seeing people immediately asking you, once they found out PestPack owns this, or even with Service Titan, as soon as that happens, are they asking you, we don't want to deal with you? Because a lot of people don't PestPack because they think that they're owned by Anti-CMEX and that Anti-CMEX is looking at their books to take their business. Right. Who cares if any of that's true, to be honest. Right. But are you seeing them immediately wanting to flip-flop? Yeah. When it first happened, there was a huge, for me, a huge inquiry in our services simply because we don't like this particular company. And now they're working with this one. What are our our alternatives? And that was a definite, you know, increase in it. I think at the end of the day, every story has a hero and villain. And that's just, like I said, just been the ripple effect. I know that the way we're gaining traction in the industry is great and fun. We've spent no money on marketing. All of our growth has been through word of mouth and that just speaks for itself. So if somebody's unhappy with something and now they know that there's an alternate solution. I'm happy to provide it. I completely understand that. I think some of the biggest things that we've tried to do is just learn from a company like Slingshot that's pioneering what we're doing and outsourcing call center services to the industry. And and that's what you do from even your competition. You learn from their mistakes. One of the biggest things we've really tried to focus on is the growth and not exploding. I really could explode, but I'm really focused on the quality of the phone calls, the level of the service that we're providing. And that's the struggle, right? quantity Mm -hmm. quality it's constant and one might say that's why it takes us forever to grow and i think any good business owner that has integrity struggles with that on a regular basis define forever you're forever when you're in business you're forever balancing that quantity versus quality i think you've grown quite a bit in five years yeah so i always joke about starting uh pos pest control piece of shit pest control and just completely spending money on marketing. Low what? bids, low bids, low bids. No, not even that. Just marketing, spending $100,000 a month in marketing and making 300000 400000 a month, blowing it out until our name is shit and we can't do it anymore. And then selling or closing up and creating SOP, shit of peace, pest control and do it all again. Because that's, if you look at, the, the large companies that grow overnight, mm-hmm. whoever you are, you can call, you could text, they're, they're going to deny it, or they're going to say, of course we do quality work. And the truth of the matter is not in our area for sure. 
and they grow overnight. You go from zero to $10 million in two they, years. They, yes, but they do grow until they're caught up in their crappy work. And then- Yeah, I think at some point it does catch up to you and you have to reevaluate and pivot and change things if you want to continue to, to grow or even sustain what you just acquired. With acquisitions, it's different because you got to live up to a standard of what you acquire. But Margaret, you see it, Dad, you've seen it, people that grow overnight. And you're right, eventually they do a lot of these, a die lot of, or they retool. A lot of these contracts, people that put out an invitation to bid, they don't really give a crap about good work. It's the lowest possible bid. And I wrote a lot of letters to the city and they changed it for a while, lowest responsible bidder. And I was fortunate enough to get some really good contracts. But once we solved the problem and the contract was up after five years, down to the lowest bidder again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're just lo looking to cover their butt. It was that way with Rikers Island and other places that we had. And we know what it is like now. And whatever. It, it's just a sad scenario. But I've thought of the same thing. So when I start seeing POS pest control on Google, and you start seeing uh, mine, Buenas Noches, Ants and Roaches. <laughs> yeah, but look, look, that company, I would start it. You would answer the phones. Right. I would never be involved except for paying people. My thought process, and I wouldn't do this, but like training would be like you put glass under somebody's nose and if it fogs up, you're hired and you work it right now. Yeah. What do I do? You walk around, you spray. One of our best guys, he's breathing. Yeah. The only thing that I would honestly focus on would be like the core of it all, like PPE and mm -hmm. the stuff that actually causes lawsuits. If you look at some of those bid proposals, what they're looking for, and then you see what they accept and you're in the audience and you go, excuse me, this is not even enough to cover the material that should be used. And you've got a certain wage. They don't care. JFK airport terminal, when we did the bid, the winning bid was like $66,000 for three years. So 22,000 22, a year. My bid was... Don't say. No, I don't care. It's public knowledge. It was like 65,000 a year and I lowballed it. So it's bullshit. But that's not what we're talking about. Anyway, let's get back to customer service because we're actually talking about the complete opposite of that. I totally understand. And listen, one of the, one of the, the best things that even came out of the, the slingshot and work wave, seeing that bar has been set, that's great for companies like me that are coming into this. There's really not a lot of companies in the space outsourcing to the pest control industry. Obviously, I understand that a lot of our competition is like what you were saying, Ed, saturated in the sense that you're taking calls for lots of different industries. And I think that kind of dilutes sometimes what you're doing. One of the, the things about grit and our companies coming from the pest control industry, we really plan on staying in our lane with a lot of things as much as possible. That's just related to pest control, tree and lawn and wildlife. There's enough of the pie to go around in that sense. And there's a lot of opportunity for growth just in that. Like I said, the bar has been set. I remember speaking to, to Taylor after he sold, I said, thank you for setting the bar. That's amazing. But I, I agree with you. And Slingshot had the opportunity to become like category kings. Everybody knows the name, but they haven't evolved. There's no real evolution in what they do. Their evolution has been less human interaction. That's how they evolved. I don't know what you're hearing about it. But they used to be able to call and speak to someone and tell them what to do. And then they created this whole dashboard to further eliminate human contact. I don't know. But I know my whole team 
when that was going on, hated it. They still wanted that personal touch. I think that was a year or two ago. I don't even know. But I just, they had the opportunity to do it. But that's good because now you could take the reins from knock it out the park and maintain quality. I think a lot of companies do that. Providers, vendors, and things like that, that as they grow, that happens. That becomes, I can even think of it at my level, going from being the one-on-one contact and you have to grow and you have to delegate and find faster ways of communication. You have to grow with what the people want and AI, technology, all of this is something that's true right now, especially coming out of the pandemic. There's lots of focus and investment on technology and ways to communicate. So I don't think they're moving in that right direction at an accelerated you know, pace. And that's even what companies like WorkWave are doing, gobbling up all these other, you know, kind of platforms to be able to do that and and have that as a resource all under one umbrella, be that true one-stop shop. What we're doing, it's a different style. I've had some people categorize us as boutique in the way that we're functioning, but it works for a lot of the partners that we're working with. We're giving the same types of return on investment. What's new in customer service? I think there's lots of things that are happening right now. I was super, super excited to see TCT Magazine dedicate a whole article back in July to putting the spotlight on customer service reps. Hopefully I can really keep that light shining. That's been something that I think has been on the back burner a lot. We're always talking about customer service in a more company way. That's really wide and this really narrowed down on the people that are on the phone, your front facing employees and that front line. So that was really exciting. I think that it helps solidify, you know, what I've always said that getting somebody to answer the phones is easy, but how you answer the phone is really what your customers remember and what they think about your company and your brand. And that was super exciting for me. The things that have been new and what I think is also new coming out of the pandemic is training and development for everybody's teams. I think that what the the pandemic did is it also forced everybody to look internally and say, when, when everybody was forced to function independently, how well did they perform? And lots of managers didn't know how to look at and manage the performance remotely. And lots of companies haven't returned. So have they adapted to that? And lots of team members didn't have access to the resource that they needed to function remotely and independently. So I think it's making a lot of people even look at what they have down on paper. So even for myself, when I come on with new partners or new pest control companies, a lot of the times we're ready. We're ready out of the box solution. I'm ready to take calls. So I'm like, okay, what's, where are my SOPs? What are my standard, you know, operating procedures for taking calls and price sheets and things like that. And a lot of the times there's nothing and that's okay. I work with a lot of companies to put those resources in place and put things down in writing. And it, helps people to understand too, that it's really hard to grow when it's all just in your head or your manager's head or your customer service, you know, Mm -hmm. team, that one rep that's been with you for 15 years and knows how to do everything. So I think that training and development and ways to do that with different platforms and resources is the new goal. If it wasn't for this year, it really should be for next year. One of the toughest things for us with our customer service specialists is that all of that is there. All of the processes are there. They're on paper and you always got to be looking at your processes and making sure as pest pack, as grit, you guys make changes and even software changes. So I, I recently did a background check. I haven't done a background check probably in a year. I went in to do it and the whole website was different. Now I fumbled mm-hmm. my way through it, mm-hmm. I knew what to do, but I also was with the new customer service manager. I was like, oh, let's follow the process. And it didn't work. And yeah. Then- pest control whether it's out in the field or in the office, is constantly evolving. Yeah. And so we have things, we have calendar reminders to look at 
the IPM policy and procedure once or twice a year. It's training and development. Training is something that starts in the beginning when an, an employee is new. It's always, like you said, evolving because platforms change, protocols change. It's the development part that it's conjoined with. And if it wasn't for companies, it really should be one of their key business practices. In my experience, there's never enough like time and emphasis in this area for their customer service teams. I always feel like technicians just get a lot of attention. The manufacturers come in for you. There's new products that you've got service managers that are always assisting Then their supervisors, but there's so many levels to the support that they get. And with customer service, I tell my team all the time, the pest control customer service, there's a lot of baptism by fire, but at the same time, that's not all true. There's a lot that can be predicted and trained for. And once you also do that, you also have to inspect what you expect and not the annual or the periodic. It's almost consistent once a month for those touches and those rubs. And if your team can't stand to be rubbed, then they're never really truly going to be polished. For my team members, I tell them the day that I stop critiquing you is the day that you worry. And it's definitely an ongoing process, but I think that management teams have a responsibility to to control the team culture and to maintain the energy. So not just learning about the pest issues and the CRMs, but to keep things always motivated and fun for your customer service team. They're expensing a lot of emotional labor. It's a lot of mental and emotional labor being on the phone when it comes to pest control customer service. And they might not express it, but I think that a lot of the times in our industry, we always wait for the downtimes to celebrate. Customer service week is in October, but you have to keep things fun in the height of the season. But when the call volume's high, and you do that with ways that also coincide with learning and develop. You do that with, for my team, we do pop quizzes on pest control things or find a customer whose last name is, starts with MC when it's St. Patrick's Day. Just fun things that keep them engaged and keep them constantly learning. For your reps that are there with you and that are in it for the long haul, this is developing like a craft, right? So everything that you're doing on a daily basis is about perfecting the craft, whether it's their phone calls or their knowledge about pest control. So definitely don't wait to those annual times or the once a years. For us, it's just for looking at the process. But we try, I guess a team and Gammy, and we, we did a whole series with disparity about team engagement, employee engagement, and um it's constant. Like you almost need an event planner. It just needs to be managed constantly all the time. It's, it can be a full-time job just to keep everybody motivated. Like, right. cons like really consistently. No. Yeah. It's just, like you said, it's just a full-time job. I move from, like I said, things that are pest control related, CRM related into fall festivity and spirit week and silly things like that. Keep just your employment team engaged. And it, it constantly feels like it's one thing right after the other. Like how much energy do I have to expense to keep everybody smiling? It is like the, the mm -hmm. one month that you may have a break, maybe February, maybe, but you got Valentine's day. So if you're doing something for that, but the whole year, just, it, it's crazy. You also, not only do you have to plan it all, then you have to pay attention to who actually comes, mm -hmm. who doesn't come, who was coming and now who stopped coming. And it just, mm -hmm. it's like, it's a lot. Coming up next on Colony Confidential. But as far as myself, my management team, it's always consistent spot checks every single day. You have to do it every single day and they need to know that you're doing it every single day. Whether it's, like I said, my learning and development manager, whether it's myself, just spot checks. I might talk to you about a call that you just took an hour, setting the expectation that somebody, they know somebody's listening really changes what they put forth every single day. The minute you stop inspecting, that's where 
they stop saying it. And it happens to me too. If it's a couple of weeks and I haven't, like I said, rubbed someone, all of a sudden you know, that call flow changes. So it's been fun even developing that. So even though I don't have to be involved in the day-to-day -day call coaching and listening, there's so many other things that I now get to develop that have to do with the, the things that I love. That's what, you know, grit is, grit is your passion. And so I don't see that dying down anytime soon. My old operations manager used to tell me if I kept going at the pace that I was going to burn out. And I was like, really? Cause I haven't even sparked as much as I could yet. So it's hit your stride. Haven't even yet. And I, even right now, for as much as we've accomplished in the past couple of years, I still don't feel that we're at a peak yet.